Hello again, everybody, and welcome to today's Canesport.com podcast. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and I'm joined today by our managing editor, Matt Shodell, as we discuss a topic that I've been finding very interesting lately, and that is recruits doing the heavy lifting in the recruitment of other recruits. And um, Matt, we saw this work effectively, really, you could go all the way back to the 1980s when Howard Stellenberger recruited Alonzo Highsmith and Melvin Bratton and let them be the the poster guys to recruit all throughout South Florida and and bring in so many of the great players that went on to to phenomenal careers with the Hurricanes. We've also seen it on and off through the years with varied effectiveness, I think. And it came to mind in the last couple of days as we reported about Miami Northwestern wide receiver Romello Brinson's attempt – to aid in the recruitment of several prospects, not just in South Florida, but all over the country. So, you know, Matt, you spoke to Romello a few days ago about those efforts to take the lead in recruiting other players. How effective do you think that Romello can be? And does he have the profile to make a difference in this recruiting class? That's a great question. Um, Romello by himself probably isn't going to have the biggest impact in the world. You know, when, like you mentioned all the past, some of the past great classes, it wasn't just one guy reaching out to everybody. This was a lot of guys who would commit early and sort of band together and try to get other um, kids to come. And in those cases, it was mostly local kids. Let's stay home, make the U great. Uh, the, the situation Miami's in right now, especially with the shutdown is they need more Romello Brinson's, you know, they need, uh, they have 16 commitments. They need every single one of those guys to basically become friends or friendly with their primary targets because these kids aren't going to be able to get around the coaches that much. They're just not before December um, in the early signing period. So a lot of these kids who are especially the out-of-state kids, they need to feel very comfortable with the kids they're coming in with, Um, not just the adults who are the coaches who they're talking to on Zoom and not meeting face-to-face other than maybe once uh, this fall potentially. So of all the recruiting years that you can point to, this is the year in this particular scenario where the, the Hurricanes absolutely need everyone to be Romello Brinson. They need every single one of these 16 commitments to be reaching out to every one of the other targets. Be like, listen, you know, you don't know me. I'm a Miami commitment. Um, I'll answer any of your questions. I'm from down here. I know all about the program. You know, I can sort of virtually walk you through any questions that you have, you know, and build a relationship from there because, Bottom line is you're not going to get top out-of-state kids to come uh, unless they're very comfortable with not only the coaching staff who they'll have met once, but also the other players coming in with them. Uh, The other benefit, which people aren't really talking about that much, is by um, the inverse of that, it's a lot of local kids may not want to leave home now, you know, with the ongoing pandemic, go far from their families. So this could wind up in a weird way being like a perfect storm from Miami where if they can get a lot of these kids like Romello Brinson to help out with some of the out-of-state guys, maybe, you know, land a top quarterback like Jake Garcia in part because of that. Um, Plus a lot of the local, you know, maybe the Palmetto kids are are more likely to stay home potentially. Um, Although Gainesville is a likely destination for some of them. Uh, You know, it could all band together and turn this into a really, you know, top three, top five class potentially um, if things do come together. You know, I wrote a column a few weeks ago about how almost by accident, 
late in the game last year, Miami may have discovered its most effective recruiting strategy right now, and that is just simply hang in there. Just hang in there. Let everybody take their shots, the Alabamas, the Georgias, you know, let them do their thing and, and you know, kind of snake charm a lot of these recruits and um, until they hit the realization at the end of the day that everybody's not going to Alabama and Georgia. And uh, it also starts getting pretty crowded in those programs. And, um, you know, I think Avante Williams was a great example of how he, you know, kind of dropped to Miami at the end last year, Jalen Knighton. Uh, that might be your two best recruits in, in the current incoming recruiting class that they just basically, I don't, you don't want to say lucked into at the end because there's no luck in recruiting. You put so much time in over multiple years, but these were two very highly regarded prospects that looked like they were going elsewhere that Miami ended up landing in the final days of recruiting um, by surprise. So, you know, I, I really think that they may have discovered something there just, you know, hanging in there. And, you know, now, you know, as as it applies to this year. All right, so they get you know a commitment from Romello Brinson. Romello's a very good player. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be exceptional at Miami. I wouldn't call him an elite national recruit. I don't know that he's known universally around all the top players of college football, um, but he is known locally, and so he starts with his teammate, Cam Kinchins, who he, he's told he's been in his ear. And um, I know we feel pretty good that Cam Kinchins is going to end up coming to Miami. Um, still has some other options at play, but um, I know I, I feel pretty good about that one. And he's talking to the Palmetto guys where Miami's just hanging in there. And yeah, they, they've all been looking like they've been heading to Florida. Um, but then, you know, you take like a Brashard Smith who wants to be a receiver, in college and, and, and Florida is telling him, well, you know, we really see you as more of like an all purpose running back. And that's kind of opened things up a little bit for Miami. And, and, and that can now go in either direction, you know, so Romello Brinson's working on that one. Um, the defensive tackle, Leonard Taylor, who might be the most potentially elite player in Dade County this year. Um, you know, nobody really is, is talking about him to the degree that they probably should. Um, but Leonard Taylor, in my opinion, Matt, is going to be a phenomenal defensive tackle at the next level. You know, they're hanging in there with him. Now they got Romello Brinson on the case. Jason Marshall, Corey Collier, a couple real high-level defensive backs. And then there's James Williams. Um, you know, the, we don't know if he's a linebacker or a safety, going to eventually be a defensive end. We'll see how that works out. But another, you know, really top-shelf recruit from here in South Florida that Miami's, you know, kind of been struggling with a little bit, you know, because of his ties with Georgia and, and, and the fact that everybody thinks he's going to Georgia. So maybe a Romello Brinson can, can help in, in that regard. So Matt, I think it's, it, 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 it's just a, a great thing to have these guys involved with each other for the reasons that you mentioned, but I, I still go back to, you know, the initial question is in your opinion, does Romello Brinson have the profile to tilt the scales in any of these recruitments? Like, you know, will Leonard Taylor come to Miami because he's being hit up on social media and by text messages by Romello Brinson? Well, it has to be multiple recruits. Now, one recruit is not going to make a difference. And you have to remember other schools have the same situation. Other schools are encouraging their prospects, you know, reach out to these Miami kids, you know, talk to them, become friends with them. So it's not just like, these kids are only hearing from Romello Brinson and, and look, other Miami guys I'm sure are also in some of these kids ears too. I mean, the, you know, the, the Palmetto players are all friendly with each other as well. 
um, you know, and, and the Northwestern kids are, are playing with the Palmetto kids, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of a, a mixed bag in that sense. But, you know, uh, I was talking the other day with director of player personnel, Andy Vaughn, who basically is, is the recruiting guy at Miami, the, you know, at the top of the chain there when it comes to recruiting. And what Miami's done a really good job of just talking to him is, you know, fans always talk about, you know, cast a wide net, offer, you know, offer every top player, you know, offer every five-star, whatever. What Miami's done a great job of is sort of figuring out who they like and conversely who's interested in them and then putting all their resources into those players. In the past, Miami would go just after pipe dreams, you know, guys that you really weren't going to get. They put a ton of time and energy into those guys. They'd have plan B guys. Um, that would wind up then going elsewhere because, you know, I'm obviously not a priority to Miami. You know, they're not showing me as much love as this school or that school, whatever the case may be. Um, it seems like they're like this guy better than me, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I think that's a new thing under Manny Diaz that we've seen is there are some guys that Miami just really doesn't chase as hard that are top local guys that um, just Miami, does, for whatever reason, they get the information, this kid's probably not coming here or is not coming here. Uh, and, and they move on very quickly and, and they identify other players and they've sort of got a group now where it's not so unwieldy that it's like these, you know, the Romello Brinson of the world have to call 50 kids, you know, because any of them can wind up here. No, it's a small group right now. It's a group of maybe, you know, 10 kids that Miami's really honed in on that they have a good chance of getting. And, and you mentioned Cam Kinchins, Jake Garcia, Corey Collier, Jason Marshall, Bouchard Smith, Leonard Taylor, James Williams. You know that's the that's the uh, the, the bulk of, of the guys um, in the area. So, you know, can can Romello make a by Romello make a difference by himself? Probably not, but he can be part of a much bigger collective and encourage the rest of the collective to help out with these kids and sort of really keep his ear to the ground and even help Miami coaches with these kids. Hey, I just talked to, you know, Corey Collier. He really likes whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it'd be cool if you know you could you could make a, a graphic for him about it or something. You know, whatever they can figure stuff out on their own, but. You get the idea. Like once you learn more about a kid, even to one of your own commits, that can help the coaches in turn bond with that kid more, or or help get an in with that kid in some way. Once you learn about his personality, what he likes, even more so than other schools. So it's it's a multifactorial thing. It's not just oh, does Ronald Benson can he do it by himself? But he can also get some information that can help out in addition to hopefully getting some other commitments to help out as well. Couple great points. Let's 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 touch on a couple of them. You, you mentioned Jake Garcia, and I think a lot of people have seen the, the circus going on on social media. I don't know that I've ever seen so many people um, with affiliations to the Miami program recruiting a single recruit like this effort to get Jake Garcia reinterested in the U over the last few weeks ha- has been. I mean, alumni, current players, recruits. I mean, everybody is hitting up Jake Garcia on social media and saying, Hey, come, come, come to Miami. He's committed to Southern Cal. For those that don't know, he's, he's a Southern California quarterback prospect, you know, obviously a hotbed for quarterback recruits through the years. Miami's gotten Ken Dorsey, Kyle Wright, Gino Toretta. Uh, California is, is a place where people go for quarterbacks, just like they come to South Florida for receivers and, and defensive backs. And um, so Jake Garcia came to Miami to visit and was being recruited by Dan Enos and it looked like it was going relatively well. And then all of a sudden he committed to USC and now USC has, has, has taken a second quarterback. And a lot of people are hoping that Jake Garcia will not be happy about that and will choose to re-engage with Miami. Um, the one thing that I think Matt, you and I can agree on is Jake Garcia is, is a smart kid. And, uh, 
this is a kid that sees the whole picture, and he's not just thinking next year. He's thinking multiple years down the road. He's thinking that he's building himself a network. He's building himself relationships with coaches that he might see down, you know, down the road, either in college football or even, you know, he's hoping in the NFL. And uh, he that has sort of contributed to his engagement with Rhett Lashley. And um, we don't really know where this is going to go, but uh, Romello Brinson has now thrown himself into that one too. And he's also trying to recruit Jake Garcia. Um, Matt, why don't you give us your opinion real quick on the Jake Garcia recruitment? Can Miami get him reinterested or based on your most recent conversation with him, do you see him sticking with USC? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I did talk to him right around when Miller Moss committed to USC. He said that wasn't going to affect him. He remains committed to USC. Uh, at the same time, he's talking about Lashley every week. You know, I asked him, you know, does that mean you have a high interest in Miami? And he said, well, it's more so, you know, Rhett Lashley might be coaching the NFL when it's time for me to go to the NFL. I don't want to burn any, bridge, any bridges, you know. Now, is that just, you know, quote-unquote quarterback speak? I guess you could call it. I don't know, you know, because Jake's playing it very close to the vest. I'm not doing a lot of media stuff right now, so it's hard to tell what he's thinking. Um, but, you know, I haven't done this for a while now, and, and as you know, uh, when Miami starts looking at other quarterbacks, like if they felt good about Jake Garcia, they wouldn't really be going charging hard and offering other quarterbacks. So it's going to be very interesting to see because Miami started recruiting this kid Jay Allen out of Fort Pierce. Um, and um, if Jay winds up getting an offer from Miami, that could be a sign that they don't think they're going to get Jake or there might not be a great chance of getting Jake because right now Jay Allen has zero power five offers. Um, not that he's a very good talent. He is a very good, you know, multi-purpose talent and, um, you know, sort of a, a, a lower level version maybe of Lamar Jackson is what people are saying uh, from high school film. Uh, a little better arm, not as good mobility. But, you know, that, that's going to be interesting because Miami's only going to take one quarterback. And if you take a, you know, if you offer a guy like Jay Allen, it's his first power five offer. He might not be getting a lot of other big offers. Is there a chance he might commit pretty early on? Sure. And if he commits, it's not like you can say, oh, you know what, Jay, now Jake wants to come. Sorry. That's just, you know, that's not real, a real kosher way to do things, although some people do do that. But it would be an indication that they don't think they're going to get Jake. So that's going to be very interesting to see. So keep an eye out the next couple of weeks, see if Jay Allen gets an offer or not. If he doesn't. You know, I watched his and, tape. Uh, and, and Matt, he, he's kind of interesting. You know, he, he might be a, a guy to take as a project. Maybe, maybe you end up with De'Ara King, you know, type of player. Uh, De'Ara King, you know, was more of like a athlete coming out of high school and evolved into a quarterback. And, uh, you know, what the hopes are for him this year. So uh, I, I, I kind of watched that with, with intrigue. You know, when I when I watched his his tape the other day, and uh, that will be an interesting yeah. one to see what the coaches decide to do there. Um, you know, the the one thing that I think in in this subject Matt, that that is a is a factor, really, in with a lot of recruits. Let, let's be honest; they play games with coaches. You know, they, they tell coaches what they want to hear. They're not always honest. Um, you know, we see it constantly as we cover recruiting, uh, where we get a certain impression from a kid that maybe somebody else didn't get and, and, and that kind of thing. And they could, they could be very hard to read. And I think from that standpoint, the bonding between players is really good because, you know, if you think about it, the college coaches, they come and go. I mean, look, look how many staff changes Miami had in the past year. Now, you know, Rhett Lashley is recruiting Jake Garcia when Dan Eno started recruiting Jake Garcia. You know, the co coaches come and go, staffs change, things like that. But recruits, when they come in a class, 
these are kids that they're going to spend three, four, five years together with, and 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 in many cases are going to become friends for life. And I think that you know getting the recruits involved in the recruitment of of recruits becomes a good thing because kids, I think, have an easier time building real relationships. Not art, I'm not talking about artificial relationships, which I think some of these you know coach recruit relationships are, but they. It, you know, it's like you know, a kid doesn't want to hear his parents speak every day. They they want to be around their peers and their friends. And and I think that these guys kind of bonding with each other uh, can have a very positive effect in recruiting in that regard. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying before about just getting some information for the coaches because you're right. These kids don't want to tell an adult who they've been talking to for months, in some cases even over a year, uh, these, these adult coaches, oh, you know what, coach, I'm, I'm not so interested anymore. You know, they're always going to say, yeah, I'm super interested. Oh, yeah, I love your program. That's just what they do. Um, I'll give you a, a perfect example. I and mean, this is, you know, just one of the stories from back in the day. But, you know, longtime fans might remember Martellus Bennett at one point. He, became, he played in the NFL. I believe he was from Texas originally in high school. Um, but he was the Miami Hurricanes commitment back in the day. And uh, I'll never forget Mario Cristobal uh, was the tight ends coach at Miami at that time. And there was a practice the day that Martellus Bennett decommitted, and we actually broke the news he was decommitting. We did an interview with Martellus, you know, why he was sort of decommitting, why he wanted to do that. And um, that story came out a few hours before practice started. Practice occurs, practice wraps up, media, including myself, is out on the practice field. And I, I hear Mario Cristobal yelling my name from probably 100 yards away after practice ended. And I go walk over to him, and he was not happy with me. And he said, he said why did you write that Martellus Bennett decommitted? I said, well, did you read the story? Like, he told me he decommitted. All the quotes are in there, whatever. And Mario says, well, I just talked to him before practice. He said it was not true. He didn't decommit. And uh, I'm like, well, Coach, all I can tell you is I spoke to Martellus, and he told me he decommitted. And, of course, Martellus did, in fact, decommit. But he had such a good relationship with Mario. When Mario called him and, like, did you, de- you, know, did you decommit, whatever, Martellus didn't say, yeah, I decommitted. Martellus was like, no, 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 I, I love you guys. I'm still committed, you know. So, like, that's a perfect example. This is a kid who actually decommitted, who had no plan to come to Miami, and yet still he couldn't tell the coach who recruited him, Mario Cristobal, you know what, coach, I did decommit. I'm sorry. You know, we had a great relationship, but it's not going to work out. So, and, and that's a kid who, who was not going to wind up at Miami anyway. So imagine these kids now who actually still might wind up at Miami. They're not sure. And coaches are saying, are you going to come here? Do you like Miami? Whatever. What are they going to say? Like, eh, I'm not so sure. Eh, I don't really like it there. I don't know. No, they, they tell every coach who calls them, oh, yeah, yeah, your program looks great. I'm super interested. I want to come visit. So, again, some, and, and, and you and I have talked to this, Gary, in the past, sometimes we feel like we sort of get a better indication from talking to these kids and people around them than sometimes the indication they give Miami coaches just because um, there are so many other factors that go into this than just what a kid is telling a Miami coach or telling Miami coach is. And that's sort of what makes recruiting fun, right? Because fans, you know, might think, oh, this kid's wrapped up for so-and-so or so-and-so, even with Avante Williams, for instance. And there's stuff that you, you don't know sometimes, and he winds up doing something that nobody expects. So that's what, that's what makes this all fun or not fun in some cases, depending on where a kid winds up and who you're rooting for. All right, well, I think we're both in agreement that Romello Brinson and any other commitment that wants to put in the time and effort and, and bond with other recruits and, and try to enhance the recruiting effort of the Miami coaches is absolutely nothing but a positive. And, um, you know, hopefully Romello turns out to be a pretty good recruiter because uh, 
there's some pretty top shelf guys helping with the chase right now, Matt. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens as that moves forward. And uh, that's going to be it today. Hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll be doing this more in the future. And we want to know what you guys think. And uh, we'll create a thread on the message board to go along with this feature. And I hope everybody can chime in and, and give us their opinions on recruits, recruiting rec recruits, because we think that it can have a really solid effect for the Miami Hurricanes as soon as this current recruiting class. So for Matt Shodell, I'm Gary Furman. We'll see you next time.